Previously on Sammy Magic. Crumblebum? One of the most powerful wizards in all of existence, and I'm sure he'll be interested to meet you. Oh, I'm sorry, did you want this? No, no, I, of course you did. You just wanted to feel what it was like to be rich. He's one of the Snakemans. Trust me, Sammy, you do not want to get involved with the Snakemans. Sammy handed over ten gold pieces to the young girl. She was buying every damn book that she could. Not everyone visits Big Ollie ever since we started up, but still don't understand how he makes those fantastic wands. I'm just saying the bond between you and your wand is important, Sammy. This beautiful wand is placed into his hands, ivory, gold inlay inside of it, and we have only made two wands with it. Ironically enough, the first one, (laughs) it gave you your scar up there. And Sammy Magic has a pig. He doesn't get an owl, he's got a pig. Boy, we're really playing Calvin Ball now. Sammy smiled because Sammy realized he was home. Sammy stumbles onto the WHBT, pig in hand, all of his baggage awaiting below in the cargo bay. He stumbles across people mocking him, laughing at this pig in his hands. But if they knew who he was, if they knew who Sammy Magic truly was, they wouldn't be laughing. He was shoved back and forth by numerous young students who clearly didn't know the history of this boy, this wizard, walking throughout their cabin. At one point, the boy with the blonde hair, clad in golden robes, shoves Sammy to the ground, knocking his glasses off and sending Pigwig's cage colliding with the floor. Oh, I see you finally purchased an animal befitting of yourself. (laughs) All right, go on, back of the train. Sammy grumbles at the young snakeman as he picks up his glasses, which have a small crack appearing in the left lens. He slowly puts them on, picks up Pigwig, who is visibly shaking, and tries to stumble to the back, where he finds himself in a cabin, alone with only one boy. The red-headed boy from earlier, outside of Platform 10 and 5th 8s. Oh, it's good to see you've made it. The boy smiles as Sammy walks in and sits across from him. Oh, uh, let me introduce myself. Greg Ginger's the name and Magic's the game. I'm not that good at the game yet, though. Um, But it's okay. I'm going to get better. My parents say I'm going to be one of the best wizards of all time soon. Well, that's nice to hear. I'm Sammy. And before he can even introduce himself, Greg's eyes grow wide as he realizes who he's been speaking to this entire time. Sammy Magic. Oh my gosh, I, I, I didn't realize. It's a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. And with that, Greg reaches out and the two shake hands lovingly, each smiling at each other. So is it true? Do you really have the, you know, the pig? Yeah, he's right here. No, no, you know, the scar. Oh, yeah. And with that, Sammy pulls back his hair to reveal the squiggly line and definitely not lightning bolt shaped scar cast down upon his forehead. Awesome! (laughs) Greg smiles as suddenly on the outside, a trolley pulls up filled with the most delicious of candies and treats. Would you like anything from the trolley, dears? Oh, no, I'm alright. Greg responds solemnly as he looks down at his horrible tuna sandwich that has already begun to congeal and become more tuna than bread now, twisted and evil. It's all right. How about we get, um, one of everything. 
Sammy responds, tossing the remainder of his gold towards this trolley worker, who ecstatically just throws a pile of candy at them. What exactly is all this? Sammy responds as Greg quickly goes through, sorting each piece of candy into a pile, much like a child does after Halloween. All right, let's see. We've got the rock and roll pop pops. We've got the dragon breath. Ah, Peepum's nasty beans. Have you had these before? What? Peepum's nasty beans. They say that they're supposed to taste like everything. Cherry, pineapple. But in my experience, I've only got... Stuff like grass and puke and Bourbon Street. It's not exactly a pleasant experience, but you always go in hoping for the best, even though things probably aren't going to turn out that well. That's my family motto. Here, try one. Okay. Sammy places a bean in his mouth, praying for cherry, praying for grape or strawberry or maybe even raspberry, but just tastes ashtray. He immediately spits the bean out onto the ground. Oh, that's horrible. Well, you can't just spit it out. You've got to swallow it. That's the fun of the game. I think you and I have completely different definitions of the word fun. Sammy laughs with Greg as he looks down to discover a small hexagonal box reading Chocolate Toad. This isn't real, right? Oh, no, it's just a spell. It's nothing to really worry about. Besides, all you want is a collectible trading card. Oh, okay. Sammy then opens the box to find a card in it reading Alan Grumblebum. Grumblebum? The bear was telling me about him earlier. He's he's the head of Wizard Harvard, right? Oh, yeah. Alan Grumblebum. My whole family looks up to him. Oh, wait. And before Sammy can react, the chocolate toad flies up into the air, landing on the window, beginning to try to crawl out. Greg frantically rushes forward and grabs it, shoving the toad in his mouth, its legs flickering off the edge of his lips. Pardon me? Any of you haven't seen a toad, have you? Mm. Greg responds, half of the toad still frantically trying to escape his mouth. Not that kind of toad, you fool. There's this boy named Sad Tommy. He lost his toad, and no one seems to want to find it for him. You haven't seen one, have you? No, we haven't seen anything. Sammy responds as he looks up at this girl with bouncing curly hair and recognizes her from earlier at Fantasy Barnes & Nobles. I know you. Oh, yes, um, thank, thank you for earlier, but I didn't need the help, thank you very much. What do you mean? You, you you need all of those books for school, don't you? Well, yes, but I was going to make it on my own. I didn't need any help. I guess I might as well repay the favor. She smiles and sits down next to Greg before casting Reparo on Sammy's glasses, causing that crack down the left end to slowly recede, repairing it. I like your pig. She smiles and looks over at Pigwig, who's lying in a pile of newspapers, snoring heavily. Oh, yeah, his name's Pigwig. Um, he's a little tired right now, but I'll introduce you to him later. Well, what about you? She responds, looking over at Greg. Any pets on your end? Oh, yeah, sorry. Greg swallows the rest of the chocolate toad before reaching over and pulling out just a tiny nasty rat. Like, it's so gross. Yeah, this is Scoots. He's my little rat. He's a bit disgusting, don't you think? The girl responds, staring at Scoots and then staring up at Greg. I guess it fits. Yeah, well, my family couldn't afford any better. I just kind of found him outside of my house one day, and they told me I could keep him. I just hope he doesn't turn into, you know, some sort of evil villain one day. Oh, that would be absolutely crazy. Why would anything like that ever happen? 
The three continue to make jokes back and forth and laugh along with each other, the young girl eventually introducing herself as Harmony Smarts, the daughter of two non-magic users who were violently impressed when her magical abilities began to surface. Harmony explained that every day she would go to the library searching out more and more books about magic to control what was happening within her, and her parents supported her every step of the way. A type of childhood that Sammy could only envy. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We are now arriving at Wizard Harvard. And without announcement from the captain, trains have captains, right? In this universe, trains have captains. All three of those individuals, and even an awakening pigwig, look out the window to discover a massive, beautiful castle looming on the outside. Sammy is dumbfounded by it. Greg, who has been forced to come here every year to watch his family go off, smiles knowing that he can finally be there with them, and Harmony just has tears filling her eyes. Pigwig falls immediately back asleep. A few moments later, all of our heroes stumble in to Wizard Harvard for the first time, the entire group of children frantically running up the stairs to find fantastical, moving portraits that were readying to welcome them to Wizard Harvard. All types of magical flora and fauna decorating the walls. It was astounding, to say the least, especially to Sammy, who had had no experience with the world of magic before this. Okay, students, calm down, calm down. They all come to a stop as they find themselves in front of none other than Professor Kitty Cat, one of the foremost teachers here at Wizard Harvard. Now I understand you're all excited to get in here, begin your classes and your magical training, but allow me to give you a bit of an orientation before we do this. Each of you students cannot go to your rooms or your classes until you have been properly sorted into one of four houses. And from behind her, four banners drop down, each representing one of those houses that Kitty Cat was speaking of. If ye be a cunning and clever type, we may welcome you into the rude boys. And Sammy looks up to discover... A massive banner hanging down, and a crest with a snake on it. Except the snake had a leather jacket and a cigarette hanging out of its mouth to represent just how much of a rude boy he was. We're a rude boy, boys gotta get it up. We're the rude boy, boys can't get Sammy looks over to discover the young snakeman singing the song along another group of people who are hoping to be accepted into the rude boy's house. Sammy, however, was terrified. The cobra on the banner continued to stare into his soul, and Sammy could almost hear that voice tingling in the back of his head, saying, You're home. Now, if ye be kind and welcoming to all people, perhaps you would be more at home with the soft squad. And then Sammy looks up to discover a yellow and black banner featuring a sloth lazing over a pile of empty pizza boxes, a very comfortable blanket, and a laptop with Netflix pulled up on it. Or, of course, if ye be one who likes to study and enjoy the intelligent arts, maybe you'll be at home with the big nerds. And with the announcement of the name of the big nerds, Harmony perks up as she looks up to discover a beautiful blue and silver banner featuring an owl that looked so judgmental, a very judgmental owl holding a book in its hand with a D20 decorating the top of it. 
Or, of course, there's always the most courageous lot of them all, the most heroic group in all of Wizard Harvard. As Professor Kitty Cat continues to announce the final house, small groans began coming from around Sammy, and he was very confused. All right, all right, everyone calm down. I know they get a bad rap, but you could be a hero if you find yourself in Lionheart. Small boos come from throughout the entire crowd of children. I don't understand what's wrong with Lionheart. Greg, whose entire family had been sorted into Lionheart, perks up. Oh, well, what kind of a big deal? I I guess we're the only one whose name isn't absolutely dumb, and we're the ones who have won the House Cup for year after year after year. Only last year did the Rude Boys finally overtake us. We... We kind of... All we do is win, for lack of a better term, Greg explains. And when you're on top, people begin to hate you. Uh, they kind of consider us the boring, white meat, plain option, and people don't exactly seem to like that. Well, I like it. I mean, I, after my entire life, I could use a little bit of plain. Sammy responds as Kitty Cat shushes them. Now, of course, as Mr. Ginger decided to so rudely interrupt me and bring up, there is the duty of the House Cup and the House Competitions. Each of these houses over the following year will be in contention with one another, each one earning points, whether that be through becoming a studious, intelligent child, or perhaps by winning some games at our official school sport, Wizard Football. It's just football, but with broomsticks. We don't need to complicate it further. That's all it is. And of course, whoever earns the most points at the end of the year gets celebrated as the official house of Wizard Harvard and earns themselves the most illustrious prize in all of the magicking world. A free pizza party, courtesy of Papa John's. Better ingredients... Better pizza. Oh, I can't believe Grumblebum agreed to that sponsorship deal. All of the students cheer at the idea of a pizza party because who wouldn't? They all look at each other and smile and each begin to talk amongst one another, imagining what house they would want to be in. Okay, 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 I can see you're all excited. Kitty Cat smiles as she gestures to a door behind them. Feel free to explore the school, and in just a few minutes, a bell will ring, and you must all report to the official school lunchroom, where we will sort you in to your appropriate houses. Feel free to have fun, students, and welcome to Wizard Harvard. The doors behind her swing open, and all the children go rushing in, readying to explore this school that they've waited to go to for so many years. Sammy, Harmony, Greg, they all stumble in together, excited. In fact, the only group of people who don't stay behind are a group of about ten children who just kind of decide to vibe on the stairs for a few. They will inevitably be sorted into the soft squad house. Various moving pictures on the wall introduce themselves to Sammy and Greg when suddenly, whoosh, ghosts just A slew of ghosts come from above them, frantically moving about, forcing all of the children to run in fear. Oh, wait, students, um, I always forget this part, but the school is 
vaguely haunted. It's okay, though. They are perfectly kind ghosts. We, of course, have the Red Baron. Head Shop Nick. We have Ghost Guy Fieri. There's even one that spies on you in the toilets, but you'll find that out later. The students all calm down momentarily until the ghosts all rush at them, readying to attack. When suddenly, the Red Baron picks up one of the students and flies them around the room, giving them an idea of what it was like to fly through the air on a broomstick. The ghost of Guy Fieri floats down and feeds some delicious food to each of his students, and then, of course, Head Shop Nick finds himself in front of our students. Sammy, Greg, and Harmony. What's up, guys? How you doing? My name is Headshop Nick. No big deal. I understand it's a little weird. I don't have legs or anything, but you're all good. It's fine. So, why are you here? Well, you know, they say a ghost is stuck on this realm until their business or whatever is finished. Well, our business is helping you dudes. It's helping you become better students, move forward in the world, and unfortunately, that business is never finished. There's students every year. There's new people coming in that need our help, so we're kind of stuck here vibing with you kids, helping y'all out until, I guess, ad infinitum. That that seems like kind of the worst existence of all time, but I guess it's fine. Ah, yeah, it's all right. I get to hang out. They give me free pizza. Oh, man, Papa John's is great. Papa John, not that great. But the food, oh, my God, it's great. So, yeah, you can just check that out. We're all cool. If you ever need any help, come to us. Um, Except for Purvis. Don't go near Purvis. And then, of course, all the children look over to see a ghost named Purvis, who is frantically running at children with a contract, begging them for something that they can't hear out of earshot. What's wrong with Purvis? So, Purvis is what we in the business refer to as a soul taker. The only problem is he needs very, very implicit agreement before he can take souls. Uh, like, you have to be 100% on board to give your soul to him. So he's kind of like a used car salesman, except in trying to sell you a car, he's trying to buy your soul from you. Does he have, like, good deals? Not at all. So just, like, stay away from Purvis. He's just an old creep. Okay, well... That seems like a lot to take in. Bing! 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 Three chimes sing throughout the air as the door to the lunchroom opens and all the students quickly flood in. Of course, those four banners for the four houses sitting above them. Each of our heroes frantically run to find a seat with each other and find themselves also sitting next to... Sad Tommy, the boy who had lost his toad earlier on the train. Luckily, he had found it and was squeezing onto it, praying that it not run away again. Hoppy, don't you ever leave me again. Hoppy, I swear it took me so long to find you. Don't you do this. Sad Tommy continues to stare down as he looks up to finally see Harmony, Greg, and Sammy sitting across from him. Oh, hey guys, sorry, I was just talking to my toad. He's Hoppy. Would you like to meet him? I think we're good, thanks. Now, now look here, I heard, a, I heard a little rumor. Did you guys know that you can just pee wherever you want here? 
Like you could just pee on the ground in the in the in the courtyard wherever you want. You could just let it loose. I've been told that they have magical cleaning crews that send it to an alternate universe. That is absolutely not true. Terrible idea if I catch any student peeing on the premises in anywhere other than a bathroom, you will be instantly expelled. A voice booms from the front of the room, and the students all look up to see Alan Grumblebum kind of realizing, oh no, I have to start the speech now. Sorry about that, children, it's just... We've had a few misunderstandings when it comes to that whole urinate wherever you want thing, and so kind of have to nip that in the bud at the beginning of the school year. But I am Alan Grumblebum, and I would like to welcome you all to Wizard Harvard. Each of you have been welcome here today because we believe you to be the pinnacle of wizarding ability. Each of you have the potential to become the greatest wizards of all time. Assuming nothing goes wrong and no, I don't know, let's say wizarding war happens. Did you hear that, boys? Grumblebum thinks I could be the best of all time. Sammy hears a voice call from behind him, and he looks over his shoulder to discover the boy, whose full name has now been revealed as Barry Snakeman, brags. What are you looking at, Magic? Why don't you stick with your own loser crew over there? I'm gonna stay over here with the goats. That's right, the greatest of all time. Why is he like that? Sammy ponders as Greg leans over to whisper, I mean, not for nothing, but you're Sammy Magic. He's going to be a little bit jealous of you, so he's going to be the worst, for lack of a better term. Now, before we get into the sorting ceremony, allow me to introduce you to your teachers and the heads of each of your houses. Of course, you've already met Professor Kitty Cat. She is the head of Lionheart. The group boos at the name of Lionheart, but a quick snap of the head from Professor Kitty Cat causes them all to silence. Of course, to my right, we have Professor Plant Lady, head of the Soft Squad. And then, of course, here, little Professor Gubbins. If you find yourself in the big nerd's house, he will be able to help you out with any of your house-related quandaries. And now to my left, of course, is Alan Rickman, head of the Rude Boys. Yeah, baby! That's right, the Rickman's here! Snake Man once again applauds, and then Rickman looks over at him with a big stare that says... Please, stop it. You're embarrassing all of us. In addition to all of these teachers, there is also Professor Not-A-Villain. You can call him Knave for short. And of course, over here, Groundskeeper William. I swear to God, if I hear any of your students pissed on my lawn, I'll send my cat after you. He'll eat your bones till they're dust. All right, Groundskeeper William, calm down. Please stop being everywhere. It is not a good idea. Now, of course, uh, a few warnings outside of the already stated don't pee anywhere. Uh, Also, stay out of the bad, bad forest directly outside of the school. If you don't know why, just the name's the bad, bad forest. You, You should understand by now. And, of course, on the third floor of the school, there's a corridor that is locked to all of you. I'd recommend you not go inside or else you will face a very, very... Serious problem. 
With that, the entire student body begins to whisper about how they were going to sneak into the corridor on the third floor. I'm not joking. Do not go in the corridor under any circumstances. But now it's time for the moment you've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present to you the last member of our staff. It's been a while since he's seen daylight. Welcome, the Fedora of Decision. Groundskeeper William rolls out a small stand with a tiny fedora on it. The fedora has old and matted, and it appeared that there was a face in the front of it. Hello, everybody. It's good to see you today. It didn't just look like a face. It was a face. It's literally the worst thing to look at with your human eyes. Over the next few moments, Grumblebum began calling out the names of several students and placing the hat upon their head allowing them to figure out where they would be sorted to. Jeremiah Irrelevancy was the first to call out. He went to the big nerds. Samuel Nails was called up, and he got sorted into the Rude Boys, which drew several boos from Snakeman and his crew. And then, of course, Harmony is called up, and she sits down on the pedestal, looking up lovingly at that big nerds banner above her head, when suddenly the fedora calls out, Lionheart! What? No, no, there must be some mistake. I, I'm a book, I'm a book person. I'm a nerd. I'm a big nerd. Why am I, why am I not here? You're courageous to come here, Harmony. You come from a long line of pure humanity. No wizarding appeared in your soul, but it was due to your intellect and due to your courage to study the wizarding arts that you were allowed to come here. You are brave. That's why you are here. Okay, fine. And with that, Harmony stumbles back to her chair, very, very upset. Greg attempts to give her a high five on the way back, but Harmony shrugs it off. Greg sits in the chair, and then the fedora of decision is placed upon his head, and it merely says, Great. Another redhead. Put them with the rest. Lionheart. Yes! Greg responds as he stands up and his entire family cheers in the back as Greg is now the next in his long lineage to be welcomed in to Lionheart. Over the course of the ceremony, Sammy gets more and more nervous. That visage of that snake in a leather jacket staring daggers into his soul. That dark voice playing in the back of his head. Things got worse, of course, when... Bad boy Barry Snakeman himself went up, and before the hat could even be placed upon his head, the hat responded with, This is a rude boy. This boy is rude. There's absolutely no way he's going anywhere else. And then, of course, Barry stands up, cheering to the skies, as the rest of the Snakemen also all cheer. And over the course of that hour, more students came up, and more students were sorted into their specific houses until finally Grumblebum calls out, Sammy! Magic. The entire room went silent as they stared at Sammy Magic. They all were eagerly awaiting to see where this impressive wizard would be sorted into. Sammy nervously places his backside against the chair and feels as the fedora of decision is placed around his head. Hmm, I sense much darkness within you, Sammy Magic. I sense a dark impulse for chaos and for destruction. I sense a snake in you, Sammy Magic. No. You've been a very rude boy your entire life. It's only fitting 
that I place you with the rude boys. No, no, please, please, no, anything but that, anything but that. Sammy is frantic. He's crying when suddenly that voice in his head pipes up. Yes, Sammy, you know where you're supposed to go. You know where I'm going to lead you. Accept your fate. Accept who you are. Accept who you can become. Sammy at this point is grasping at his skull, pain shooting through it like a migraine, when suddenly Alan Grumblebum himself rips the deciding fedora off of his head and holds it at arm's length. Sammy nearly falls to the ground, but Grumblebum helps him up, placing a hand on his shoulder. What did you do to him? Grumblebum asks the deciding fedora. I merely did what I'm supposed to do. I revealed what's inside of him. I revealed that darkness. Yes, but this is Sammy Magic. Son of Eartha and Jeremiah Magic. This boy is destined to do good in this world. How dare you? And with that, he throws the deciding fedora onto the table behind him before looking down at Sammy. Samuel... It appears that for once in the history of Wizard Harvard, the deciding fedora has glitched. Its mind is wrong. Sammy, where do you want to go? And with that, Sammy Magic looked out at a crowd of people, all cheering for him to go to a certain side. From one corner of the room, he could hear, Big nerds! Big nerds! All of the rude boys chanting, Rude boys! The soft squad were too busy watching Great British Bake Off to really be paying attention. And then, of course, Sammy looked in the center of the room where he saw Harmony Smarts, Greg Ginger, and Sad Tommy, who had lost that damn toad again. And Sammy smiles as he responds, Lionheart. All of the Lionhearts stand up and cheer in unison as Sammy rushes down and embraces his friends who welcome him with open arms into the house of Lionheart. Grumblebum smiles seeing Sammy Magic so happy before going back to the table, where he hears a small voice, the voice of the Fedora of Decision, who looks up at him and says, Alan Grumblebum, I hope you know what you're doing, because you just sentenced the Lionhearts to death. Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic. And an extra thank you goes to all the people who helped this show happen on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash a load of BS to support the entire BS network and all of its productions. Additional thanks to Umbria for our music and to Orion Ibert from the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art. As always, make sure to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up some Sammy Magic merch. All of the proceeds from our merch go to trans and POC charities. Every single little bit can help. And let me end by reminding you that the mini adventures of Sammy Magic are a work of complete and total parody. Which means... You can't sue me.